0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into. It's going to be more of a thing that I'm doing right now in my building phase and how I'm managing it. So I thought it would be interesting for you guys to hear some of that rather than like present on a specific topic. But there's definitely going to be some applications for many people in it. Before I dive into that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you have found any value in this podcast, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. And again, I appreciate everybody that that listens. Next, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. So if you are sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. We also find there's at least like one to two things outside of the training and nutrition program that's keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. And so we figure out what that is and dive into that. If you're not interested in full one-on-one coaching, I do also offer one-on-one consultations where we'll troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple months for you. If you want to learn more about a body recomp, I have my 75-minute masterclass on body recomp, you know, what it is, how to do it. You can find the link to that in the show notes. And then lastly, If you like my content and you want to either reach out to me or just see me day to day and just a little bit more content, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. And that's where I'm most active on social media. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So what I want to go over today is five things I am doing with my nutrition in this current building phase. And so I want to bring this up because I think People overthink things like the optimal rate of gain and precise mac- precise macros and calories, and they end up missing out on the big picture of a building phase. And so, I want to go over what I think is important, and then how I'm managing that. So, I think the first thing, is, you know, what is the goal of this building phase? Again, just to sum everything up, we have I have multiple different phases that I put clients through. Typically, when a new client comes to me, we're doing a body recomp phase for a period of time. And then from there, we zoom out into a more long-term body recomp approach where we'll have to go through phases of fat loss, muscle gain, building, maintenance, just different phases where you have to be a little bit more precise over time. And so I'm in a building phase, right? So the goal of the building phase is I want to build as much muscle as I can that's re- that's reasonable within the time frame. While minimizing fat gain, right? I know there's gonna be some fat gain that comes along with it, And again, this is where like after you do that initial body recomp where you can build muscle, lose body fat at the same time, or build muscle without any body fat, at some point you will have to go to these phases where you have to prioritize one or the other and you put the other one on a back burner for a little bit, right? And this just comes down to the more muscle you have, the leaner you are, the tougher it is to do both at one time, then you have do have to start to get a little bit more specific. So again, the goal of this building phase for me is to Take a period of time where I'm eating more calories. I'm gaining weight. Some of that's going to be fat mass, but I'm trying to minimize that and make sure most of it is muscle. Okay, so the main goal of it is building muscle aspect. So training is what is going to move the needle the most for building muscle, right? Things like protein, sleep, like those are all going to be things that are that are going to help you build muscle. But the, at the at the heart of it, the most important thing that is going to drive the muscle growth is the training aspect of it. Okay, so training in building phases and even a body recomps are just very high on the priority list. I think people overlook this aspect and kind of like I said, they overlook this and people start to focus too much on, oh, I need to eat this food. I need to have this rate of gain. I need to, they start to focus on these minor details, like important details, but they're still missing the big picture of training needs to be in a good spot. That is what you need to pay attention to. And that's your baby. And that's what you need to focus on. You want training to be in a good spot. You want to be able to progress your training. You want to be able to recover from your training. And so again, you can see where these things outside of the gym, your nutrition, your recovery, like those things help you. Train better, but again, you need to be able to train. So, at the heart of all of it is training. So, as long as that is in a good spot and weight is trending up over time, I'm content. I'm in a good spot, right? Don't I don't need to focus on, oh, I have to eat this exact amount of calories per day. And then, obviously, one of my goals that I'm going to talk about here that I focus on is protein. Like, obviously, you don't want protein to be super low. But again, I think at the heart of it, I just wanted to make that point that as long as training is in a good spot and I'm not seeing my weight like trend down. I, I know I'm eating enough to build muscle, right? Like training's in a good spot, meaning I'm feeling good in it. I'm progressing. Again, you're not going to progress every single training session, but again, over time, you want to make sure you want to have more good workouts than bad workouts and whatnot. And again, like I said, a lot of times in this phase, people are, oh, they, they're they focused on, have they have the perfect calorie amount, they have the perfect protein amount, but then like they don't eat around training. They're not pushing themselves in their training sessions. They're not... Like the, and those are the things that are really going to drive the muscle growth there. It's just kind of, and so again, just to circle back to this, the, the training needs to be important. And I think more people need to focus on that aspect of it in the, in in the building phase. Just, I, I bring this up too, because a lot of times people be like, oh, I need this building phase isn't working. I'm gaining more body fat than I want. But part of it is like, they're not folk, like maybe nutrition is. Okay, like you're not doing bad with nutrition, it's okay. But also, you're not really pushing your training either. I need to go back to a fat loss phase. It's no, you need to make sure you're pushing your training. That's so important. And I always find that's the big mistake people make there with training. It's oh, I'm going to the gym, so it's good. And but it does go further than that as you get to as you start to progress and you do this for longer periods of time. I think it's important at all times, but it becomes more and more important as you progress. So again, the main goal of the build is to make sure that training's in a good spot and weights just not trending down. All right. So the first thing I'm doing for myself, okay? And this is I'll talk about this. This is all in in the context of, hey, I've been doing this for a long period of time. I love it. And so that's going to be different than somebody who's only been doing this for a year. And it's like, hey, I'm fine with training, but it's not my favorite thing in the world. So the first thing I'm doing is I'm just taking a break from tracking. I'm not tracking every last detail. Now, initially, when I started this building, this particular building phase, which I've been in it since April of 2022. So a little bit over a year, May. So a little over a year, about 13 months. It was like the beginning of May. So it's been a good year of me pushing my body weight up slowly, but pushing it up. And so the first half or so, maybe three to four months, three to five months, I was tracking my calories. Now it wasn't every day. It was like maybe four or five, six days out of the week. It wasn't every single day, but I was tracking a little bit more religiously than what I was. And saying that I had tracked my food for almost like three years straight, right? Through building phases, through fat loss phases. And I just, at this point, I was ready to take a break and rely on some of my nutrition skills I have developed. I, I just mentally, I needed a break from tracking every last detail, right? And again, to go back to my principle here of what's the most important thing in a building phase, and it's making sure training is in a good spot. So I was like, you know what? I can totally rely on my nutrition skills and habits and build some structure in my, into my nutrition that doesn't rely on me tracking every last thing. And I can make sure that my weight isn't trending down and I can make sure that training is in a good spot. So I always come back to that. Because again, the mental side of things is important. If you feel like mentally, like what you're doing is just draining, that, that aspect of it's super important. It's going to be much tougher to fall through and adhere to it, but you're also just like going to eventually get to the point to where you're just going to burn out. So we have to weigh out the, and we have to think about the mental side of things as well too. So if you start tracking, this is a good time to bring up this point. If you start tracking your food intake, this doesn't mean that, So if you start tracking, this doesn't mean that you need to track forever. I think there's periods of time where you can decide what's what periods of time are more important for you to track than others. And again, maybe one time in a building phase, it's like, hey, I I am gonna track. Maybe in your next building phase, you aren't gonna track. You can have these periods of time where you do and don't track. For your first building phase or two, I think it's a good idea to track for your first couple of fat loss phases and most of your fat loss phases, it's probably a good idea to track. But also what are your what phases do you have the most trouble with and, and sticking with? And I think that's where you can de- determine what phases you track in. Because I bring this up because a lot of times people think they track once and it's, oh, I'm gonna have to do that. I don't wanna do this for the rest of my life. Hey, the good news is you don't have to. You can do it for a little bit of time and then never do it again. Or you can do it for a little bit of time, take a break, come back and do it again and then take periods period of time off. That's how I see myself doing it is I'll have periods of time where I'm going to track fat loss phases. I will be a little bit more on top of it uh, maybe in future building phases, I'll do it. Probably not, but I may. And then maybe during other periods of time, like during maintenance phases or something like that, I may track just to get a general idea. It just depends. But I know for sure for me, the biggest one's going to be in those fat loss phases. I'm going to be a little bit more diligent on tracking. Um, So that's the first thing I'm doing. I'm just taking a break from tracking all my calories and macros. And like I said, I want to bring this up because I think As you with clients, my goal is to like to build nutrition habits over time that you can utilize to where you don't have to always track. I think that is is super important. Building those habits. If you're just blindly like tracking calories and macros and not getting any data from it, not learning things, that's fine. But I think you're leaving a little bit on the table there, and that's going not you're not going to be able to be in a better and as good of a position to to take a break and still see results. Like you could take a break whenever you want. It's not like you have to do this, but to see results, you want to see. I think that's important. So yeah, so just taking a break is going to be is one of the main things I'm doing here. And then, like I said, I'll go back to my fat loss phase and do it again. Okay, so first thing again is I'm not tracking my food to, to a T, right? I'm relying more on my nutrition habits and just making sure training's in a good spot. And then from a scale weight standpoint, just making sure that I'm weighing in multiple times per week, taking the average for the week, and then just making sure that over time things are not... Trending down. And at the end of this, I am going to go over the pros and cons of this approach. All right. So number two, I'm having a set amount of meals per day. This is one of those ones that I think some. the more I coach people with body comp goals and overall health goals, I think having a set amount of meals per day is a great way to get some foundation and structure into your training or training into your routine. I think if you, with the nutrition, if you're just randomly eating throughout the day, tracking things, and then you just get the end of the day, like that is how it's oh I had this at this time I ate this at this and it's different every single day. I think you're going to have a tough time sticking with the tracking, right? You're going to burn yourself out. You're just going to you're going to risk going over or under all the time. So again, I think having a set amount of meals per day can be super helpful. This is also I've talked about this where from for some meal timing strategies. This is one where where the research shows that Eating, eating the same amount of meals per day can potentially help with a small uptick in your energy expenditure. Very small, not anything that's massive, something that, that could add up. So to keep some structure, I eat the same amount of meals per day. Okay, So here's what my setup looks like. So breakfast, I'm eating this around 8 to 9 a.m. This pretty much... Is going to be the same every single day. It will change maybe on the weekend or if I'm just like super burnt out. But I'll usually have like oats with some protein powder, some milk, peanut butter, some cinnamon. That's my breakfast. The Reason I do that, and not everybody has to do this. I think it's important to get a couple meals that are relatively the same. Um, And this is just comes down to you in terms of can you stick with that, etc. But I eat that around eight to nine a.m. and I like having it be the same because it just it's easy. I don't have to think about it. I know the serving size. I don't have to change it again. I'm keeping a variable, the same to where it's like, why I don't feel like I need to track that every single day. I know what's in that. It's the same. It's not changing from day to day. My next meal is going to be my pre-workout meal. And this is around 12 to 2 PM. This is typically some bagels with a little bit of white butter and Greek yogurt. I'm going to do that an hour or two before my workout. So that's my pre-workout. So that's meal number two. Meal number three is going to be my post-workout. This is around three to five PM. This one does vary from day to day. I'd say those first two meals are the ones that stay the same ninety-five percent of the time. This post-workout is going to change for me. But again, I'm going to have this an hour or two after my workout. It's so funny when I'm in a building phase, I. It's a oh man. I don't really want to eat. Like after my workout, like I just kind of have to push myself to eat at some point because the reason being, I don't think it's if you're eating a couple hours before your training session, the need to eat right after your workout, or you, you can push that away. You can push the, your meal after your workout away a little bit if you're eating right before. However, the re, one of the main reasons I push myself to get in my, that post workout meal by 5 p.m. because I'm typically training between two and four is because. I, I don't want to have that meal be super late and then I'm eating dinner at eight or nine. Sometimes that does happen again on certain days, but I push myself to eat because I don't want that meal to go too far back. And then I'm eating that meal at like six, six o'clock and then seven thirty. 30, it's, oh, now I'm having dinner. And it's like overall intake is most important for the day, but having those meals too close to each other, I feel like is probably not optimal. So I want to try to eat that, that post-workout meal by 5 PM. Sometimes it's going to be some turkey sandwiches with maybe some like baked lays. And again, this is in my building phase, right? I wouldn't have baked lays during a fat loss phase, maybe a little bit of fruit. Maybe some days it's going to be some cereal. Some days it might be some like tuna and rice. Again, if I'm just like, oh, I don't really want to make, I don't want to feel like making a sandwich, even though it's easy. So those are my go-to options there, but th- this will vary from day to day. This meal has a little bit more variance than, like I said, the first two meals. And then I'm going to have my dinner around 6 to 8 PM. And again, this one is, it's not like it's, I have 30 different options that I have, but this one is again, a little bit more flexible from day to day. Um, However, it is probably on a rotation of five to six different meals. Like I said, two of these meals must be around my workouts one to two hours before, and then one to two hours after. Like I talked about that training is super important. And for me, if I go into my training sessions hungry, my training is going to suffer. Research does back this up that if you go into your training sessions hungry, you probably aren't going to have the greatest session or not the greatest session, but it's probably going to be not as great as if you are feeling a little bit more full or just have a little bit of food in you. And then one to two hours after, I obviously want to make sure I get in plenty of protein in that meal. That's going to help with recovery and help with building muscle. If there's anything else I wanted to say on this, on this one. I guess one other thing is, again, having these set amount of meals per day. So basically, I'm working out Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So those days, this is how it's going to look. On Wednesday, again, it's still going to be the same where I'm going to have a meal around eight to nine. I'm going to have another meal around 12 to two. I'm going to have another meal around three to five. And then I'm going to have dinner around six to eight. That's still going to be the same on that day. On Sundays, I play hockey. So That does change in time. It's within four or five hours, but again, I'm going to make sure that I have that breakfast. I'm going to make sure I have that meal meal before. If it's if it's breakfast, and then like hockey's at eleven, I'll have breakfast, eat or have breakfast, go to hockey, have my what my second meal, then I'll have a third meal, then I have a fourth meal. Right. So there is some variation in this, but by having four meals, I know what my day to day structure is going to look like. And then on weekend, if I know that we're going to be going out that night, we got something going on. Again, maybe my breakfast. Maybe the first three meals, I have a little bit less in each meal. So then that way I can have a little bit more, I can save up some calories for later in the evening. So this is why I like having that because it allows for you to, it has some structure, but you can also have some flexibility built into it if need be. A number three thing that is important to me and that I'm doing is source of protein in each. I make sure I get at least 20, 30 grams of protein in each meal. This is a non negotiable, again, for building muscle. That's super important. It's also probably great to spread out that protein intake. Throughout the day, rather than having one meal that has a massive amount of protein and another meal that doesn't have really any protein. So each time I eat, I'm making sure that I build, that meal is built around protein. Hey, what's my protein source? Okay, from there, I can build it out. Again, super important. This is a non-negotiable during my building phases. So now you can start to see, we're three things in here with this. And you can see the structure I have, but I'm not having to track every last thing, right? With my meals, it's like, I know how many I'm eating per day. Two of those meals are going to be the same about 95% of the time. And then my flexibility is going to come in those, that third meal and that fourth meal throughout the day. And then I'm making sure that each meal I do have does have some source of protein in it. So again, you can see here where by following these things, I'm not having to track every last thing that I'm eating, but I'm staying on track here. And again, I'm still keeping the training the most important thing. So number four thing is I'm making sure I get a veggie in at least one time per day, and then I'm getting fruit in at least one to three times per day. I aim for getting veggies in in at least one meal per day. You know, Obviously, that's important to maintain a good food quality. You want to make sure that you get some high nutrient-dense foods. Veggies are that. They provide a lot of vitamins and minerals that are important, and they also provide fiber as well too. And then I'm aiming for fruit at least one to three times a day per day. I think it's great for some quick carb sources. Again, it's going to provide a high water content. So that way it's like you don't, it helps you just make sure that you don't eat a ton of food. Now, if this were the point, if this got to the point to where weight wasn't, weight was trending down, then I would be like, maybe I dial back on my nutrient dense, high volume foods and go to a little bit more calorie dense type foods here. But again, both these foods are going to help displace other food in my diet to where it's going to be a little bit tougher to like over consume a lot of calories. Cause again, the goal is I do want to eat enough calories. I want to see my weight trend up over time, but I also don't want to overshoot it to where now I'm eating too many calories. And then I just gain way more body fat than I need to. And then five weighing myself three times per week, then adjusting based off of that. So I'll weigh myself three times per week and look at the trends over two to four weeks, and then make adjustments to how much I eat in one meal. So if I'm seeing that my scale weight is starting to trend down a little bit, it's not moving up. Well, I know I need to probably bump up some serving sizes in my meals, right? So instead of a cup of rice, maybe I'm doing a cup, of one and a half cups of rice instead of 100 grams of oats, maybe I'm doing 120, right? Or I'm just adding in some more calorie dense options, more condiments, stuff like that. If my weight's trending up too quickly, then I know I need to back off a little bit and find ways to dial back my food intake a little bit there. So again, this gives me some, this gives me an idea of where things are trending, and I know what adjustments I need to make from a nutrition standpoint. Okay. So those are the five things I'm doing. So I'm not tracking. I am, I have the same amount of meals per day around the same time to give me that structure. Most of those meals are the same, but I'm also allowing for some flexibility to go out to eat from time to time and to just change things up on certain meals. I'm making sure I get protein in at each meal. I'm making sure that I'm getting veggie in at least one time per day. And then I'm making sure I'm getting fruit in at least one to three times per day. And then lastly, I'm just weighing myself making sure that weight isn't trending down. And then obviously, like I said, the training aspect of it, making sure I'm progressing my training because we want to make sure that's in a good spot. So what are the pros and cons of this approach? So I think the pro of this approach is a mental break from tracking every last thing. It's been super nice to not have to track every last detail. That frees up a lot of mental space. Mental fatigue does weigh down on you and that allows me to put more more time towards my training, but also stuff outside of fitness and nutrition, right? Work, relationships, social life, like those are all important too. And they all play a big role in all this and making sure that I have extra energy or I'm able to put more resources towards those are super important. Because again, if it was like, I feel like I have to track every last thing and then it's then relationships start to suffer or work starts to suffer. That's not great from a mental health standpoint, then this is going to take a backseat. So it's important that you weigh the mental side of things. I think that's super important. So what are some cons of this approach? So again, the pro is that it's just a mental break from tracking every last detail, which is nice. Con is that I'm, I'm risking... Risk of not optimizing every last detail. I could be leaving a little bit on the table, right? So by not tracking all my calories and macros, I could be leaving a little bit on the table. For example, I may be slightly under or overeating or maybe going a little lower on protein than I need to be, but I'm okay with this trade-off so long as training is in a good spot. I could be not hitting the optimal amount of food that I need to maximize a building phase, but again, I'm okay with that trade-off for the mental not mental health, but like the mental side of things, like being able to ha- allocate more of my resources towards other things besides just training and nutrition. I think that's where a lot of people get themselves into trouble. They think they need to be overly focused on this. Other aspects of their life fall apart, and then now the training and nutrition also falls apart as well. Too, they can't stick with it. Then it's oh, I got I, this is not good for me. I got to go do something else. And it's like finding that balance is key. But again, I'm okay with this trade off so long as training is in a good spot. So that's what I'm doing in this building phase. I hope that was helpful. If you guys have any questions on this, let me know. I am going to share on my social media at some point when I'm done in the next month or so, the results of my building phase. So you can check that out, but that's it for this episode. I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit JHHealth.net. See you next time.